Another soundbite I wanted to let you hear, I had the chance to talk with Marjorie Taylor Greene, the congresswoman from Georgia, in which I asked her about the future of Nikki Haley and the Republican Party. Take this. This is a referendum on the Republican Party, and that's something I'll be saying in my speech tonight. Uh, This is a true change for the Republican Party. It says that not only do we support President Trump, we support his policies. And any Republican that isn't willing to adapt these policies, we are completely eradicating from the party. So it's up to Nikki Haley uh, what she does. We are eradicating them from the party. And she said that she didn't believe that Nikki Haley had a future in the Republican Party or in a future Trump administration. Yeah, no ambiguity there from Marjorie Taylor Greene. It does feel like this is a last stand, that this is a moment. If you look at it from the other side, that's Marjorie Taylor Greene's view. If you listen to Nikki Haley, and particularly, frankly, from Governor Sununu, who is a loud and strong advocate for her, this is a moment of choosing for the Republican Party. If Nikki Haley loses the argument tonight, there's no going back. It's Donald Trump's nomination. It's Donald Trump's party and perhaps Donald Trump's country again if he is elected president. Those are the stakes. Maybe too little, too late. She doesn't particularly distinguish herself from Donald Trump. She talks about her record and what she'd like to do. Soft pedals her criticism as she has of him in the state when you listen to her at that event last night anyway. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies. Because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Tuesday, 23 January, the year of our Lord, 2024. Let's go immediately to the person of the moment, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, congressman from Georgia at the Red Era Diner in Manchester, New Hampshire, live. Uh, congressman, um, what do you mean about uh, eradicate the, the neoliberal neocons and their policies, purge it from the Republican Party? Give me your assessment. Steve, this primary is a referendum on the Republican Party. This is the primary where voters are going to make the message loud and clear to the Republican Party. We're absolutely done with the neocons. We are fed up with the establishment uniparty rhinos. We are dominating this primary, and we are going to send the message loud and clear that the Republican Party belongs to America first. It belongs to MAGA, and we are taking it over. And I think this is this is really going to happen this primary. Congressman Green, as you've gone around the state of New Hampshire, what's the feedback you're getting from the folks up there? Uh, it's incredible. So there is a lot of momentum on the ground for President Trump. And I have to tell you, I think the New Hampshire primary is going to actually be a great reflection on the entire country. Here in New Hampshire, we have the Democrat primary and the Republican primary. And you've got Democrat candidates that are actually challenging Joe Biden, but the Democrat Party on a national level will not recognize them. So you have Joe Biden, whose name is not even on the Democrat primary ballot. There's a huge effort here 
here trying to get a write-in campaign going for him, but it's honestly a true reflection of him and his candidacy and his entire campaign. Not only remember back in 2020, this is a man who ran from the basement and people wrote him in. That's absentee ballots. That's the stolen election. So the same thing is happening here. They're having to write him in to force him to be the winner here in New Hampshire. And I don't think he's going to be the winner for the Democrats. It'll be interesting to see. But we're also seeing on the Republican ballot, it's a two-way race now between Donald Trump and neocon Nikki Haley. And here's my prediction. President Trump is going to blow it out of the water. Anything over 55 percent is going to be a huge victory. And we're going to see him take this election here in New Hampshire. And uh, I think people are excited to make it happen. You know, Fox and Friends had her on for 20 minutes this morning, uh, Steve Ducey. Steve Ducey actually and Nikki should get a room. I mean, Steve Ducey just slobbering all over. Um, they're obviously, Fox is obviously trying to push that. There are 15 major donor events scheduled for Nikki Haley, including including in New York City in, in uh, like a week on the 30th of January, where she's got the biggest donors and many donors who, who actually are quasi-Democrats. You've got independents up there who are really Democrats to try to stop President Trump. Is that the forces really uh, arraigned against uh, <clears throat> President Trump is the donor class, the Fox News controlled opposition media and these uh, independents who are really Democrats to try to stop him tonight? Yeah, and establishment Washington. Don't forget about them. That's how it always has been, Steve, and you know that. This is like 2016 all over again. But everyone needs to remember that in 2016, President Trump destroyed the Bush dynasty, and they're trying to revive that Bush dynasty and Nikki Haley. It's not going to happen. In 2016, President Trump destroyed the Clinton dynasty. He completely wiped out Hillary Clinton. And in this primary election, we're really going to watch the American people. These are the voters whose voices should always matter at all times. We're going to watch the people win for the first time in a long time. And this is the message that's being sent to Washington. We are sick and tired of the global elites. We're fed up with the donor class. We're done with the military industrial complex. And we are not going to allow the uniparty to reign our politics and control our policies. And Steve, I have to tell you, this is so important, especially after the Supreme Court ruling, where now the federal government is at war with the state of Texas over the southern border, the border of Texas. Uh, so this election, I think, is, is truly incredibly important, but it's a real referendum on the Republican Party, and the American people are taking our country back. Uh, you probably, even more than President Trump, have been adamant. I mean, you're where the war room is about the war in Ukraine. You're, you're the first one to come out and say, hey, and this was a year ago, we need an audit. We need to know where every penny's going. Nikki Haley's the biggest proponent of money uh, for the Ukraine. When you go around New Hampshire, where are the folks in New Hampshire coming out on this, on this, the spectrum between Marjorie Taylor Greene's view of Ukraine and Nikki Haley's? It's overwhelming. So last night I was talking with Don Jr. at the rally for President Trump last night. 
And he does something that I think is great, and it's a lot of fun. It's something that I also do at a lot of my town halls and speaking events. He he pulls everyone he's speaking to. He says, okay, everyone raise your hand if you are for the federal government to continue funding the war in Ukraine. And he says every single time, no one raises their hand. It's the same way when I speak to people, Steve. I go, how many people here supports the war in Ukraine? Raise your hand if you support the war in Ukraine. No one raises their hand. The only border that the American people support defending is our southern border. We're sick and tired of it. So for anybody to claim that the Ukraine border is the border that we should defend, for, for, for Speaker Johnson, for Mitch McConnell, for Chuck Schumer, for every, all my colleagues that I work with in Congress to want to horse trade our border policies with Ukraine border and funding for that war, another $60 billion. When you have Zelensky raising up the white flag, asking for peace talks in Switzerland and setting that up, it is a complete, complete slap in the face to the American people. Nobody supports the war in Ukraine. It's, it should be over with by now. MTG, when you return to Washington, they're about to put forward a, a bill that's uh, an amnesty bill with, with Langford, and we're going to have Todd Benzman join us in studio for the second hour. We're going to go through it brick by brick. But you've got a federal government who sued Texas for trying to secure their border, and Schumer and Biden are putting this proposal up. It's got immediate, uh, it's virtually amnesty, immediate work permits, 50,000 new green cards. We now know we're hearing that's three years full funding for the NGOs that exacerbate the border, uh, the border invasion. So you've got an amnesty bill coupled with a full $60 billion plus to Ukraine. What are you and your colleagues, you've been at the forefront of this, what are you and your colleagues going to do about that when Langford and other Republican senators have, quote unquote, negotiated this in good faith with Biden and with, uh, with Schumer? Uh, it's, it's outrageous. Steve, we cannot pass this bill, and Speaker Johnson cannot bring that bill to the House floor. Uh, it, 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 will truly, it, it will truly cause massive problems for him. That's my red line. That is my red line. If we have a Republican Speaker of the House that wants to bring a bill to the floor that continues to fund Ukraine and trades out our border policies for amnesty for illegal aliens, and that number is going to add up to 1.8 million a year that they're just handing over all these rights and the taxpayers have to pay for it. That is absolutely my red line, and I think you'll see a lot of my colleagues join me on that. We are sick and tired of being humiliated in Congress. We have a Republican majority. I don't care how slim the majority is, and it's time for Republicans in Congress to act like it. We're sick and tired of carrying around Nancy Pelosi's purse by passing CR after CR, and I have not voted for any of that garbage, and I think it's absolute BS that we continue to have to vote on that. It's time for Republicans to act like we want to be in power, that we know how to be in power, and it's time for whoever the speaker is, whether it's whether it was Kevin McCarthy or today it's Mike Johnson or whoever we have to put in there next, it's time for them to act like the Republican speaker and stop carrying water for Joe Biden's presidency. You've been one of the leaders of <clears throat> no more CRs <clears throat> and, um, and to force Biden to the table over the border. No more money until the border shut down. As you go around, besides the race between President Trump and Nikki Haley, what's the feedback you get from folks in New Hampshire on this topic of the CRs, continual CRs, or forcing Biden to the table if it requires a shutdown of the government? 
I think they're fighting mad. They are literally fighting mad. I want you to think about this. So last week, when when Mike Johnson and Republicans and Democrats all held hands together and voted for that CR, do you realize that that continue continued the funding for Joe Biden and Secretary Mayorkas's open border. That continued the funding for the Green New Deal. That continued the funding for DEI and all the woke policies. That continued funding for the Ukraine war. It continued funding for all of the madness and the insanity and the America last policies that we're all tired of. But now, let me tell you how bad it is now. Because of the Supreme Court ruling that happened that has put the federal government in a war with the state of Texas over the Texas border in Mexico. Steve, that CR now funds the federal government's war against Texas. So when we are looking at a deadline coming up at March 1st and March 8th, which I don't even know why there's two deadlines now, it's ridiculous, but we are looking at this government funding deadline, it is going to be about, are we going to continue to fund the federal government government war against the state of Texas, because that's what another CR will do, or are we actually going to make meaningful change and force the government shutdown until Washington, D.C. realizes that they their job by the Constitution, Article 4, Section 4 says the federal government has to defend the states from invasion. Are they actually going to do their constitutional duty? And are we actually going to going to continue funding this Biden administration that is committing treason against the American people? That's the real question when it comes down to the next CR in government funding. You had 108 of your colleagues with you. Do you anticipate in March when they try to push another one that you'll have uh, you'll have actually a, a vast majority of a Republican conference on your side? They better cross over to my side. It's not my side, Steve. It's the American people's side. They better cross over. They have to because it has changed everything. That Supreme Court ruling has changed everything in regards to our southern border. And I think it's outrageous. I think it's terrifying. But you think about what's going to happen to these Texas uh, law enforcement officers, Texas Guard, when, when we're looking at what's going to happen between Border Patrol agents who don't want to fight with Texas law enforcement. The Border Patrol agents want to do the job that they originally signed up for. They don't want to be Biden's welcoming committee from for the entire world. They don't want to make sandwiches for migrants. What an insult. But, but really, think about these men and women on the ground who truly care about border security, who truly care about our national security. Uh, we, we're, in, we're looking at a very serious crisis that just got escalated uh, to, to a constitutional level and I think we have to push hard on it. We have 30 seconds. Where do people follow you today? You get the book at mtg.com. Where, how do they follow you today on this uh, most important of all days in January? Well, this is a great day. We're going to be on the ground everywhere. People can follow my social media. Um, I'm on Truth Social at Real MTG. Um, I'm on X at, at MT Green E. It's got two E's on the end. Um, and I'm on all other social media. But thanks so much. I'll also have Ben with me. Uh, Real America's Voice, you guys are going to be on the ground everywhere I go. So stay tuned, and you'll, you'll see it all. Fantastic. All day on RAV. Uh, As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store, 
The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, we're packed today. Uh, we got a lot to go through. Todd Benson is going to join us. And Marjorie Taylor Greene's absolutely right. The Supreme Court decision yesterday puts the, uh, as Clay Higgins said, kind of a civil war between the federal government and the state of Texas on the defense of the realm, on the defense of the United States of America and her sovereignty. Gavin Wax joins us now. Gavin, the president of the most dynamic, I guess, uh, Republican club, the New York Young Republicans in New York City, just an incredible group, had this major uh, event a couple of months ago where President Trump gave, I think, the best speech he's given, the best performance he's given of any event uh, in this cycle. Gavin, you head out uh, momentarily to New Hampshire. Why are you heading to New Hampshire, sir? I want to celebrate a uh, massive victory that I'm expecting in the Granite State for President Donald J. Trump, you know, culminating uh, the end of this primary season, I I believe. You know, this is the ascendant movement that you talk about regularly, Steve, this emerging populist majority, uh, this giant coalition, this realignment that President Trump ushered in in 2016. It is now being uh, revalidated once more uh, this primary season in the state of New Hampshire against the neocon warmonger Nikki Birdbrain Haley. So I'm there to celebrate uh, with uh, my fellow Trump supporters a massive win. And hopefully uh, tomorrow we can start focusing on the general election and getting rid of uh, crooked Joe Biden from the White House. What are the let's talk about the policy, leave out the personalities. What are the fundamental policy differences you see playing out in this primary right now with uh, between uh, neoliberal neocon neocon Nikki uh, the donor's favorite, Donor Barbie, and in uh, President Trump's America First populist nationalist movement. Yeah, Steve, the dichotomies couldn't be stronger. Uh, this is a battle pitting nationalism versus globalism, putting the elites. Uh, against the people, uh, putting America first against America last, putting our own borders ahead of, you know, endless foreign interventions with no clear definition of what victory means, uh, putting the interests of American labor and American workers above those of uh, globalist corporate in- entities. I mean, this is really uh, not just a regular primary fight that we've seen uh, in decades past. This is a primary fight for the heart and soul, not just of the Republican Party, but the country as a whole. Uh, it is the rejection of the decades of stagnation and status quoism uh, that has really led this country and the and the broader West in general, frankly, uh, into the gutter. 
uh, President Trump has been calling out uh, these issues of, you know, trade deals and the offshoring of jobs and the endless foreign interventionisms going back, I don't know, since the 1970s. You can watch all the old interviews of him. And he was saying the same exact thing. Uh, and Nikki represents the empty suit, consultant driven politics of yesteryear, where nothing matters, nothing you say uh, is relevant. It's all whatever you're fed uh, moments before you go and take a media hit. And uh, it just goes to show that the American people are sick of it. They're looking for real answers. They're looking for a pushback. They're looking for uh, an actual champion, a fighter, not just for the donor class, but uh, for the middle class and for the working class and for the people that keep this country actually running. So uh, this is part of a populist upheaval in American politics. And uh, I'm happy to see that it's being vindicated and it's only growing stronger with each passing primary contest. And then ultimately uh, going forward into November with the general election, I think it'll be truly uh, vindicated uh, for all to see. You uh, and your co-author, Troy Olson, have written a book uh, very much reminiscent of Kevin Phillips, the emerging Republican uh, majority that he wrote uh, decades ago. Uh, this is about the emerging populist majority. It's out this morning. Uh, and I want to make sure people uh, get, go get all the information about this and check it out because I think it's I believe it's a must read. In fact, let me give you the first endorsement on the book. America's elites strangled our country with managed decline unopposed for close to 40 years. The populist nationalist movement galvanized around a former Democrat billionaire from Queens in 2015, hammering through long odds to elect him president. That movement now an emerging majority of the nation and is the subject of an incredible book by two of its leaders. The emerging populist majority is the action plan for both electoral victory and effective governance in the decades to come. Written by two young firebrands, Gavin Wax and Troy Olson, it is a must-read for everyone concerned about the salvation and rejuvenation of our republic. And that is Stephen K. Bannon, the host of War Room. Uh, tell me about the book. Why is it important to read? Why do you have? Why is the timing of this exquisite, as we say in the publishing industry? No, that that's so true, Steve. Uh, the timing could not have been more perfect. I don't even think we planned it this way. But uh, this book is describing all the political trends and realignments that people have either understood and accepted or refused to understand and refused to accept uh, starting, you know, since the day President Trump came down the escalator. But really, this is a historical book. We go back over 100 years in the history of the American body politic to talk about the different election cycles, the different trends, the different movements, the different, you know, uh, undertones and undercurrents that really shaped uh, the electoral, uh, you know, uh, progress of this country cycle over cycle. And it's showing that, you know, what we're reaching uh, today, what we're, what's culminating uh, today, literally today in New Hampshire, uh, is decades, if not a century, if not a generation or two in the making. Uh, and it didn't have to be this way. You know, we had a good country. Things were running right. Things were working right. Uh, and the elite squandered it. The elite sold it. I wouldn't even say to the highest bidder. I used to say that they sold it to the highest bidder. I think in many cases they're selling it to the lowest bidder. Uh, even more pathetic. Uh, but that's been uh, the direction our country has been heading in for, for many, many years. And we're seeing different trends on the ground in America's deep blue cities, in the rurals and suburbia. Uh, you know, classism is rising. These sort of divisions that we never saw in American politics are rising. Groups are now becoming politically conscious. They're becoming politically organized. They're becoming a political voting bloc. Uh, and the entire, you know, electoral history, all of the, you know, what was 
taken for granted for many years, everything that was assumed to be, you know, the standard when it came to elections and campaigns and the political process is being thrown out the window and the entire map is being reinvented, redrawn as we speak. So it's a very exciting time politically. But the next step, of course, is actually, you know, turning this uh, momentum, turning this political sea change into real government policy and action, uh, which is going to be the next generation going forward, which is going to be the next administration of President Donald J. Trump. So this book goes into the history. It talks about the numbers. It goes into the nitty gritty political science, the history of the country, uh, the future of the country, making some bold predictions that, you know, I think are going how, to be realized. And uh, we're happy to have uh, written it over how, the past how, year. How, 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 how do you how do you square a Trump victory tonight? And John Frederick's going to be over talking about some numbers here in a second. A Trump victory tonight versus when you return Schumer, McConnell, Langford are going to put forward a, a proposal. This is their proposal after months of negotiation, negotiation in the Senate that would basically give amnesty to six to eight to 10 million illegal alien invaders that come through on Biden's watch and give them work permits immediately, like in New York City, and has 50,000 more green cards, but also allows 1.8 million plus full funding for the oligarchs of the money laundering operation in Ukraine. How do you square the fact that you're arguing, hey, we got an emerging populist nationalist movement Trump is the is the leader of that. He's won the Republican primary nomination against all odds. But they're in your grill with something that will transform the nation, sir. Yeah, well, listen, it's a great point. First, I'll start by saying that bill and these backroom deals are criminal. I mean, this is a criminal bill, uh, massively destructive, a massive insult to the American people. But listen, politics is a slow grind. Politics, which the left understands, is not a game about just the next election cycle or the next year or two. It's a generational fight. It's 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 moving the needle, moving the Overton window over the period of decades, generations, years. They play the long game. And many on the right, many conservatives, many Republicans, we play this very short-term vision. You know, we're thinking fundraising cycles. We're thinking just the current election season. You know, they're playing Fabian-style takeovers, you know, decades ago, these demoralization campaigns and all the rest. But listen, you look at American history like we do in the book, the Republican Party was dominated by the Rockefellers uh, and the liberal, uh, you know, waspy wing of the party for decades. And uh, it took, you know, a slow conservative grassroots in the fusionist sense, by the way, this was the fusionist uh, kind of conservative movement of yesteryear. But if you look to history, that movement, you know, started maybe with Goldwater, maybe even before Goldwater. And it didn't really succeed until, you know, the election of Ronald Reagan. That was a that was a change uh, in the Republican Party that took uh, that took place over decades, you know, changing the local county committees, the state committees, the national Republican committee, changing the elected officials that didn't happen overnight. I mean, even look at the Democrats side with their realignment. I mean, you still had blue dog Dems, uh, you know, serving in Congress up until the mid 2000s. So that was a process that took in many ways even longer. So this movement, this change, this trend, uh, it's happening. It's here. It's real. Uh, I believe President Trump is uh, an accelerationist. You know, he's a visionary in many ways. So he pushed this uh, faster than it ever been pushed before. So the amount of change we've seen just since 2015, 2016, you know, the things that you talk about here on the show, uh, you know, the, 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 the regular political discourse that happens in conservative circles, it's it's miles and mountains away from where it was just a few short years ago in 2014, 2015, when yeah. the party 
party, I would argue, is still very much in this fusionist, libertarian-esque, uh, neoliberal, if you will, mold. Uh, and that is completely changing. And now the standard bearer for the neocon wing uh, and the you know all the other uh, challengers before her are being eviscerated left, right, and center. So uh, while the yeah. leadership and the establishment and the Senate or wherever else are, you know, you know, gasping their last breaths and are, you know, petulantly uh, striking out against MAGA hey, and this populist movement. I don't think that's hey, reflective at all of where we're heading, Steve. Hey, yeah. A hey, 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 rear guard action. Real quickly, social media, how do people follow you today, particularly in New Hampshire, and where do they get the book? Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me on, Steve. You can follow me on X at Gavin Wax, G-A-V-I-N-W-A-X. My website, GavinWax.com, links to all my other social media. You can get the book or all books are sold. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you name it, Target. Uh, get yourself a copy. It released today. Uh, first book we've published, learned a lot. Uh, we're working on our second. Thank you for having me on, Steve. Gavin, good luck today. We'll check in with you later in the afternoon show. Warpath Coffee. Get jacked up. Get the dark roast. Get fired up. Warpath.coffee slash war room. Promo code war room. Get your discount and try the dark roast. Mariner's blend. Skull and crossbones in the war room. Back to New Hampshire. Just a moment. Traditional corporate media is crumbling. Why? Because they're hiding something, something big. People are realizing that they're being lied to left and right, even by institutions they thought they could trust. But you, you've known the truth all along. You also know that time to prepare for what's coming is right now. Don't delay, no hesitancy, but right now. Get started by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. There you'll save $200 on an essential three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Over the years, My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families prepare for emergencies. Yours should be next. Sealed inside, ultra-durable packaging, their delicious meals last up to 25 years in storage and provide over 2,000 calories a day. Eat right when things go wrong with these three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. With $200 in savings, you can get enough for each family member. They deserve your protection. Today, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Order by 3 p.m. for free same-day shipping. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Do it today. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Okay, let's go back to New Hampshire on the nation's first primary, John Fredericks. John, the bus, uh, in, in, uh, the bus was lucky in Iowa, right? Brought us luck. Uh, is the bus going to be lucky today in New Hampshire? Is this going to be a 15-point-plus win, sir? Yes. Yes, the momentum here for President Trump is incredible. But i got to tell you what, Steve, it goes beyond that. And uh, you're a man of great mind and history. January 23rd, 2024, mark it down. This is going to be the night the lights went out on the globalist cabal in America. They'll remember this night in New Hampshire forever. It's their Waterloo, Steve, right here. This is going to be the end, starting tonight, of the most powerful unholy alliance ever cobbled together since God threw Satan out of heaven with his demons. This is going to be the end of them. The globalist 
the gangster banksters, the Wall Street cabal, the hedge funders, the slave traders, the open borders, the Koch brothers, the China dealers, shipping our jobs overseas, every single one of them, the swamp, the uniparty, it all goes down in one night, Steve. One night is going to mark history. When this thing finally broke, you think about their candidate. First it was DeSantis. Now it's Haley. They put all this money behind her. Why? Because they want to stop the greatest movement in the history of this republic, which is the working people's populist movement. Why are they going to have this massive fundraiser, Steve, on January 30th, giving her all this money, win or lose tonight? Why are they going to do that well, to stop well, us? Hang on. Hang because, on, hang Steve, on. Whoa, whoa, they on, hate hang, us. Whoa, they on, loathe hang us. On. Whoa, hang, hang on. It's not that. I've got, and I just got to Denver, so we may, may not be able to get it up for a few minutes. But I'm sitting here in my very hand, 15 different events. And I mean with a who's who of the donor class. Uh, from starting from a couple of days from now all the way through February 15th, sir. And the ones in New York City, I have never seen a list of names on this January 30th, I think 31st is two days in New York, and there are multiple events. It's a who's who of, and many, it looks to me, uh, look to me like centrist, almost Democrats. So the donor class, unless these people are going to be humiliated and throw in the towel, they've got a who's who of the donor class. And this morning, you know, Ducey and, uh, and Nikki Haley should have gotten a room on Fox and Friends. It was kind of embarrassing. Okay? So you got the Murdochs all in. You got the donors all in. You got the political consultants all in. So what makes you think that even a, uh, a big showing in New Hampshire with all these independents, really Democrats coming as independents, what, what makes you believe that you're going to back off the donor class? Because they, they, why would they give up control? Of the apparatus, sir, because they're coming in with a immigration and amnesty bill, an amnesty bill that gives work permits immediately to the illegal alien invaders, plus fifty thousand green cards, and you know you're going to pay for the NGOs for three years, on and on, five thousand a day, on and on. At the same time, that you're going to pay for uh, uh, the sixty billion dollars to the to the uniparty money laundering operation, child trafficking operation, child you know uh, human parts operation. Uh, bioweapons labs in Ukraine. They're coming in the next 48 hours, 72 hours with that. What, what leads you to believe, Oracle of the Deplorables, that these that today's showing and you recommend take the over is going to back these folks off, John Fredericks? They have the money. They have the power. They have the apparatus. They have the censorship. They have big tech. They have the state-run media. You know what we have, Steve? We got people. This is the people's movement. They don't get it. They think they can go back to the old ways and somehow they're going to be able to buy this thing or cheat this thing or steal the way out of it. Here's the bottom line. If you are listening to us right now and you are a working person like me, I get up at 3.30 every day. You got to go to work. You got to punch a clock. If you're a secretary, if you're a stay-at-home mom, these people loathe you. They hate you. All you are is fodder for them. And you know what? They've been duping us for 75 years. They have screwed the working people of this country with this unholy cabal alliance, all of them. And Mitch McConnell and the, the Uni Party, they're all in the middle of it because they get funded by it. But tonight 
is going to be the night we finally break their back. You know, years ago, working people thought, hey, the way out of this thing is by joining the unions. Now they're corrupt. They're part of it. Tonight is going to be the night that we remembered much beyond that night in November in 2016 when Trump won. Because this is going to be the night that we finally break the cabal. They're going to keep giving money because where else are they going to go, Steve? Where They can't stop this movement. This thing is beyond their control now. And when you look at that, and you brought it out, you look at that that bill coming out of the Senate, Lankford, Republican, Oklahoma— and McConnell, which is basically an amnesty and permanence to vote for Democratic Communist bill to take your jobs away so you have no money, so you will own nothing and you will like it. That's what this is. And tonight, we break it up tonight, Steve. They can go, they can have their fundraisers in New York. They can raise all the money they want. They're going to go to South Carolina. We're, we're not going to be stopped there. We're going to sweep them on Super Tuesday. And this is on the backs, the shoulders of working people in this country who have been screwed by these gangster bankers on Wall Street, the hedge funders, for their whole life. They have nothing to show for it. Their savings is getting wiped out with inflation. It's all by design. And tonight is the night we draw a line in the sand and fight back. And this country after tonight is never going to be the same. They'll always remember this night in New Hampshire. Uh, John, your your early prediction right now uh, of, of where you think this thing plays out tonight. Give me a number, a range of numbers. I think we go 55. That would be the over-under. I'm going to bet the over. I think we go 55 plus. John Fredericks. I think, look, we understand, we understand the stakes now. We understand what they're trying to do. And it's all emboldened in this one person, which was basically created by the donors out of a Petri dish. If you wear a mask, you're voting for Nikki Haley. If you want freedom and you want to get your life back, you're voting for Trump and they're going to come out today in massive numbers. Well, live free and die. Let's, I'm going to pivot to another topic. You're going to be with us. We're all going to be together. Charlie Kirk's putting on this amazing pre-RNC National Committee meeting on Monday and Tuesday in Vegas. War Room will be there. The John Fredericks Radio Show, radio show POSO, many more. Let me play a short spot, and then I'm going to come back to get John Frederick's take on this. Under Ronna McDaniel's leadership, Republicans have lost the presidency, seven governorships, three Senate seats, and 19 House seats. And in Virginia's state elections that could have ushered in a conservative agenda, Ronna and the RNC denied money that could have made the winning difference. Is Ronna fighting for election integrity, motivating Gen Z, creating a massive legal ballot harvesting operation? Reaching out to blacks and Hispanics? Of course not. That's why donations to Rana's RNC have reached record lows. Under your leadership, Republicans have lost election after election. Why should you retain your job, given the track record? But I'll definitely defend my record as chair. Rana is either delusional, or she's secretly working against us. Or maybe she and the RNC just have different spending priorities. Who are we kidding? Under Rana, the party's become a party of losers. Dear President Trump, get Rana to resign, or the 2024 presidential election will be next on her accomplishments list. Paid for by Right Action. Okay, uh, John Fredericks, um, 
you saw it laid out right there. The small donors have been cut off because the war room is adamant that no one in the war room posse should give a nickel to this fiasco. They're kind of the people in back of the uh, the, ne- the neoliberal neocon Nikki uh, rearguard action in uh, New Hampshire. Your thoughts, sir? She doubled her salary and half the results. At what point does incompetence and failure become the accountability stick for this woman? She's lost every election. She can't raise money. She has no ability to do that. There's no ballot harvesting operation. There's no mail-out ballot operation. She's bereft of ideas. And here's the thing. We stopped giving her money. You nailed it, Steve. The small donors are done with her. So she's not going to be able to raise the money. Who is she going to go to? Back to Wall Street? They don't, they don't want her either with Trump as a nominee. Look, here's the bottom line, okay? We all love President Trump. He put her there. He kept her there. He installed her, and he kept her. We had a chance to topple her two years ago. I'm, I'm sorry. Last year in uh, California, he sent his top operatives there to save her, right? The only way you get rid of her is if he calls for her to resign and she's out. There's a meeting coming up at the end of this month, uh, next week, in Vegas. 168 people are going to be there. They have the power to vote a new chairman in. All he's got to do is say, hey, we need new leadership. This is a new day. Been there, done that. We need someone else. But it's going to be up to the president to do that. There's no apparatus for us to ouster uh, during this meeting. This is a winter meeting. Uh, We're not going to get two-thirds. But if the president asks for new leadership and asks her to resign and does it now— there's no way that she can survive. We get a new chairman, and then the money can start flowing again. Here, what, the, what, what they got to understand is we're not sending this w- woman a dime. And you can't run a campaign without the RNC. The RNC has got to be the chief fundraising apparatus to merge with the campaign in order for it to be successful and raise the billion dollars they're going to need. They can't do that just on campaign funding and PACs. they got to go through the RNC. And right now, our donors are not going to give this lady a quarter as long as she's there because she squandered the money and done nothing. So it's time for change. I hope the president hears this message and understands that in order to go forward and win, we need a vibrant, energetic, powerful, trusted RNC that can raise money for us, that can get a ballot operation together, that can do harvesting, that can figure the Dropbox out and get a mail-out ballot operation. The only person that has had one is, like him or not, I tell the truth, it's Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. At least he had an early vote mail-out ballot operation. And he got a lot more votes with that than he would have. He's the only guy that has it. She doesn't have it. And that's her job, so it's time for change. Uh, John, where do people track you during the day, the day of all days in New Hampshire? Where do they go? At JF Radio Show, all the social media, one place. At JF Radio Show, you can follow our bus tour at, uh, it's very easy, magabustour.com, magabustour.com. We're live in Manchester, New Hampshire. Remember this night, folks, mark it down. This is going to be the night. The lights go out on the cabal. They'll remember this night in New Hampshire forever. Wow. John Fergus, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Todd Bensman, coming out of this, coming of what happens tonight, I think President Trump clearly has momentum 
my concern is the way it's structured in New Hampshire, these independents, and you have tons of Democrats that are coming and register as independents uh, to vote to try to stop President Trump. They're, they're, they're open about it. If you watch MSNBC, you watch these other networks, you go into their blogs, the, the, the podcasts, the streaming services, the Twitter feeds, uh, that's all they're talking about. Um, and we're going to have Todd Benzman here in the second hour to show what it represents. Two things right at the RNC meeting next week. Plus, you got this bill almost coinciding with the RNC meeting. You're going to show what the establishment thinks of you. Complete amnesty bill negotiated, quote unquote, by Republicans and a full funding of the complete fiasco in Ukraine. How do you understand what's going on? Well, one way is you get the end of the dollar empire, what I've worked on for a couple of years now, the folks at Birch Gold. We're updating it, particularly the debt trap, free installment three. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon today and get it and read it and study it. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The um, the forces uh, that are um, arrayed against the populist nationalist movement, I don't believe, and I don't think they care really about the number tonight. I may be surprised. I think they're dug in. And here's why they're dug in. I want you to make sure you understand their logic, or at least my analysis of their logic, which I think is pretty close to their logic. They even acquiescing to the fact that Trump's coming back. And you see this in some of the numbers. There's a portion of just never going to vote for Trump. We're going to have to overcome that. But the Murdochs and the donors and the uniparty political consulting class, along with the corporatists and the the, um, Lords of Easy Money and Wall Street and others, have no intention of turning this thing over to you. No intention of turning this over to MAGA. No intention of turning over to America First and having those policies put in place. Just like the uh, the, the the radical left, this is going to be like sixteen, except on testosterone. The fight over the control of this, we not only have to fight Biden, but we have to fight on this side of the football 
the neoliberal neocons. And Nikki Haley is their vessel. But the Murdochs and the donors and the political consultants, that collection of people, have no intention of just uh, actually saying, okay, I got it. We did this thing. We ran it. We spent a quarter of a billion dollars. We'll be even more after tonight. Uh, in Trump won. This is, go- this is the nullification project. It's always to do whatever, even though Trump continues to win at the ballot box and now coming from nowhere. And I want to remind people, this is not me saying this. In the emails that were put forward before the Dominion case, Rupert Murdoch, on his own, put out a, um, a mandate to Murdoch News people to make Trump a non-person. Not about treating him with respect. He had just had the election stolen. Uh, make him a non-person. They had a very detailed plan about how they were doing it, how, what they wanted to do. They just needed a, an instrument. They always need an instrument. And there, immediately, they jumped on Ron the Robot, of which I told people, and many people at that time, just as a judge of horse flesh, this guy is a he does not have the right stuff. He's not going to be president of the United States. And this is what they came after President Trump with. Relentlessly, make him a non-person. Blazing that and blazing that into your heart. Remember, particularly you're going to see the sec- you're going to see two second actions here after tonight and couple that with Iowa. Number one is this bill in that Schumer and uh, and McConnell and Biden and of course all the controlled opposition Langford, these guys who are really not they're certainly not MAGA America first, but they're not even Republicans, have been negotiating, which will be the destruction of the country. If this thing gets passed with this budget and the massive spending, you can't unwind this. This is my point for Trump's watch when you go, when you go down range. And this is the speech I keep talking about in Pinehurst. The convergence is the invasion with the financial crisis. Even setting, setting aside the geopolitical crisis, which is getting worse and worse every day under this feckless leadership. The two events are one, the RNC meeting next week, which things have to change there. They're borrowing money now. They're, they're out of cash because the, the, the little guy cut them off. And the big donors are kind of, they control it, but they're uncertain about the direction. They're giving it enough to keep them on life support. But they don't want it to go to any state parties that may be MAGA, like in Michigan, like in Arizona. These are the only states that we have to win. Their credo, their, their mantra, their mandate was to make Trump a non-person. Think about that for a second. What type of evil demon would put that in writing? How would you think of that? A guy that had already given so much to the country, and they had all came and all like vipers come around him. Murdoch, we had to have him to the White House. I had to sit through that dinner. Remember, he's not a bright guy. This guy's kind of a stooge. It's the reason, one of the reasons. And it's not, oh, he's 93 years old, Steve. He's not sharp. No, he's not a bright guy. Read his deposition. It's kind of like Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo. Murdoch's never been bright. He's never been right. They got stories out now. They've never put their, they've never gotten their political candidate in. When it was Breitbart versus Fox at the top of their game in the first week of August of 2015, 
with Megyn Kelly and Sean Hannity and uh, Bill O'Reilly and Roger Ailes. Murdoch had all the weapons, all the tools versus little old Breitbart. I had the great Mad Bull and Tony Lee. They were trying to run Trump out of that primary right then, right at the box, very first thing. And we dug in and said, not on our watch, dude. And they came down and threatened legal action, sent people down here, sent Paul Johnson, his personal lawyer down here. Said it's not going to happen. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do more stories. Don't take it from me. PBS did an entire hour special on this with Megyn Kelly crying, big, big crocodile tears, big crocodile tears. What did I tell Ailes at the end of it? I said, yo, dude. You have created a monster, and eventually that monster is going to turn on its creator. What happened? Trump tonight has run a campaign of America First in, uh, in MAGA. He's come back. He's stuck to his principles. And remember, always and everywhere, if Donald J. Trump had just gone to Mar-a-Lago and been a good little boy, None of this would have happened to him. The 700 years in prison, the stripping of his business, this phony defamation suit up in uh, trying to humiliate him in New York, Fannie Willis and this group of corrupt uh, Fulton County, just embarrassing to the state of Georgia, the 30 states trying to take him off the ballot everywhere, trying to use the courts and the corrupt legal system to come after him. None of it would have happened. That puts him in the first class of patriots in the history of this nation. And now, in New Hampshire tonight, you will see what I have said from the beginning. Only three individuals have really embodied the destiny of this republic. General Washington, President Lincoln, and Donald J. Trump. Another chapter today in, uh, in New Hampshire. But the corrupt forces of money and power and greed of this nation are not going to not going to back off. We're going to take a trenching tool and get them out. And one thing I know as sure as the turning of the earth, this audience will man up with every trenching tool they need to do it. Short break, 90 seconds, back in the world. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, Some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting and dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. Early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. 
You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.